Hello everyone, I'm here for one of my stories. This is Lindsay Dunn and today's podcast is going to be about the new Mike Flanagan show coming to Netflix called The Fall of the House of Usher. It is coming to Netflix on October 12th, 2023, and it's based loosely on the short stories and poetry of 19th century gothic author Edgar Allan Poe. Mike Flanagan, who is the current master of the horror TV series, is dropping this series just in time for the season of all things dreary and bleak. Flanagan shares the director's seat with regular collaborator Mike Fernognari, and the cast includes most of the ever-growing family of Flanagan's favorites. Carla Cugino, Willa Fitzgerald, Kate Siegel, of course, the Queen, Henry Thomas, Annabeth Gish, Zach Guilford, Bruce Greenwood, Samantha Sloyan, Tania Miller, Michael Trucco, Rahul Coley, Igby Rigney, Robert Longstreet, Aya Furukawa, Saryan Sapkota, and Ruth Codd all come back to haunt us. I'm so happy especially to see Ruth Codd return in a prominent role after her phenomenal turn as Anya in The Midnight Club. She was excellent in that series. And there are some newcomers to the Flanagan-verse also this time around. Willa Fitzgerald, Mark Hamill, Mary McDonnell, and Carl Lumbly. And yes, I did say Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, coming in hot as one of Mike Flanagan's new cast members. I'm a big fan of Flanagan's work. I thought I couldn't like anything better than The Haunting of Hill House, but then Flanagan comes out with Midnight Mass, which blew my mind and also is very dear to my heart because of its wonderful spiritual themes and its respectful treatment of its characters, both the faithful and atheist. And I just really loved how the characters portrayed the faithful. Now, of course, there were some bad examples with Bev. (laughs) But then you also had strong examples of religious faith in Riley's parents. And so it was just a great representation of characters of faith, which you don't get very often. So he just grew in my love for him. Uh, But I love Haunting of Hill House. I love Midnight Mass. I thought Midnight Club was wonderful. I'm sorry it got canceled. Haunting of Bly Manor was, had a great, built a great world, but I think for some reason that story just didn't touch me the same way. The thing about Haunting of Hill House is it came in a time in my life when I was dealing with my sister's death. And so the themes really resonated with me. And there's just something about his writing and the way he puts stories together that makes you feel that you can relate to his characters so much. They seem like real people and they touch parts of yourself that you hold very dear and some of the themes that he always revisits about family and heritage and identity and how the past impacts the future. All these things are strong themes that make him a wonderful storyteller. And Fall of the House of Usher is no exception. Just like Haunting of Hill House, it took the source material, this time being the stories and poetry of Edgar Allan Poe, and it cleverly alludes to that, but yet it's its own thing. It is very contemporary and brings it into the world and it uses the stories 
as markers for us finding familiarity. Like we're all familiar with the stories of Edgar Allan Poe and the Telltale Heart and the Cask of the Amontillado. So he's not taking the stories and adapting them straight for the screen. He is using them as building blocks to make his big story or big idea about the fall of the Usher, fall of the house of usher and this time our big topic is the opioid crisis so even though edgar allan poe's writing rose out of the romanticism movement in 19th century europe flanagan spins a tale as he does that feels all too relevant so what's the story about tragedy has befallen the richest family in town roderick usher has just buried all six of his children each of whom died in macabre and mysterious accidents these include eldest son and heir apparent frederick fitness influencer tamerlane clinical trial researcher victorine video game designer napoleon public relations specialist camille and professional party boy prospero as he's contemplating this news of all of these deaths in his office Assistant U.S. District Attorney C. August Dupont receives a mysterious phone call. Roderick asks August to meet him at his childhood home, and when he arrives, Roderick tells August that he wants to confess his crimes on tape. August, too, has been trying to build a case against the family for decades, reluctantly agrees. Reluctantly, because he thinks Roderick is going to slip through his fingers as he has over and over again. And so, over the course of eight episodes, we listen in on this strange meeting between Roderick and August, who were actually formerly friends at one point that worked together but they became enemies at one point. So we are listening to Roderick's confession on tape, and it's a tale of longing, conniving, desire, ambition, and unchecked greed. Roderick, along with his sister Madeline, has climbed from a station of bastard children to powerhouse siblings who run Fortunato Pharmaceuticals, a warehouse for pain control medication. The episodes include the details of how each of the children died and also create a piece of the overarching thread of how the ushers came to be the richest family in town. It's a story of weaving together the present and the past. How the past informs the future as i said and this is what flanagan is so good at and he obviously loves the concept of storytelling because he always has these beautiful monologues where his characters will talk and poetically muse about situations that happened to them in the past and not only that but this time it's tied to one of the greatest storytellers in world history Edgar Allan Poe so it's a chance for us to revisit these stories that we love in a new setting with very relevant topics of the opioid crisis and how it is tearing people apart 
Flanagan's projects always have it all. He has terrific writing, these set pieces, very atmospheric set pieces, there's family drama, and these plots that are both timeless and contemporary. And he knows exactly how to direct this chosen brigade of actors and pulls the best out of them. And I love how he continues to develop each of these actors by giving them a range of roles. And so far in his worlds, we've always had characters that are flawed, but yet sympathetic. And in this case, though, he goes a different direction. Almost all of the characters are reprehensible for one reason or another. So they are, some of them are downright unlikable. And usually we kind of feel a certain repugnance for the people we meet on screen in this story. Not in the past, not in Hill House, not in Midnight Mass. I mean, now we did have people like Bev. But in this case, pretty much everybody is just kind of a, uh, what do you, what's what's the word? A cad. (laughs) They're just unlikable people. Yet, through Mike Flanagan's skill and finesse, we don't crave their doom. We kind of hope the best for them and see how they've been twisted by the family's past as well. They have these glimpses of light to their depravity. People love to throw this word masterpiece around when they're talking about characters and movies. But in the case of Mike Flanagan, I feel that this term is earned. He's just a master of creating these TV series. I actually have rewatched most of them multiple times, and it's a favorite pastime in October to always watch one of his series. This year, it's my time to revisit Haunting of Hill House again, because last year I revisited Midnight Mass. I feel like Midnight Mass has my heart, and Haunting of Hill House has my soul and my past. So I don't think anything will disrupt these as my eternal favorites. Maybe I'm wrong. But Fall of the House of Usher is probably his most intricately plotted series yet. So technically, it might be a stronger series. Does it mean I love it more? It's a very cleverly rendered piece of craftsmanship for a Netflix series show. I think it is a very strong series that is going to be talked about for a while, and you just can't fault him. (laughs) He is a master of the scary series, and I expect that continue. So well done, Mike Flanagan. I hope you enjoy the show. It starts on October 12th. I hope to do a podcast with another critic before or after it shortly comes out. And I think this is going to have a lot of great reactions. But I just wanted to give you a sneak preview of what to expect. All spoiler free, of course. So look forward to that coming out here in the middle of October. And if you're listening to this, I just want to thank people who have stuck with me. It's been a while since I have recorded anything. I've been sick and not feeling well. I had a very bad ear infection and that made it really impossible to put on headphones. So I'm now starting to come out of it. 
and just want to thank you for listening for sticking with it i'll be returning to recording episodes of dark recaps in november i also just saw the movie creator so look for a review of that coming out soon and that's all for this episode of one of my stories good night (laughs) 